Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. Um, we decided to do another bonus episode, mostly because we're between episodes 9 and 10, much like the platform at King's Cross Station. So welcome to Wizard Team, episode 9 and 3 quarters. Yay! <laughs> Close your eyes and run full speed ahead with us, guys. Yep. Um... Really quick announcements. You guys know the drill pretty much at this point, but um, use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Tag and follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Well, we're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, anecdotes, fan art, and more, illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. Under the content tab, there is a Hogwarts BSU section, and the first thing you'll see are guidelines. If you have any ideas that you um, are wondering about or you just want to work on, feel free to you know add us on Twitter or message us on you know, slide into our DMs, message yeah. us on Facebook, uh, email, us email us at yeah. weblackandnerds at gmail.com and um, just run by your ideas with us and we will help you work work it out. Yeah, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like a full draft that you're turning in. You can just come with an idea that we can kind of like talk about it. Sometimes it helps. Like sometimes I'll like call Robin when I like am stuck on something. One time I think you like weren't available. So I like went to, to talk to my sister and she had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but somehow I was just talking at her and then it like came to mind. Yeah. So sometimes it's just good to like talk it, talk out. it out. And we um, are very interested in hearing any ideas that you guys have and helping you in any way that you want to do this. Because we think that it would be a really great thing um, to do. So, there's that. Um, also, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, if you go to blackgirlsnetout.com, you can subscribe. We, like, mo- usually every Friday, like, we'll send out, or sometime on the weekend, send out, um, like, nerd news. So, not just Harry Potter, although Harry Potter is, like, pretty prominently featured. But, like, pretty much anything that we're into. We're into a lot of, like, things, like, I don't know. Doctor, Doctor Who, Who, Game of Thrones, Gilmore um, Girls, uh, Gilmore um, Girls is coming back. Hamilton, um, like Naruto. Any, although that would only the, be me because Robin doesn't actually. But like I add Naruto, Naruto stuff. Yeah, she does in add there. Naruto stuff. Um, like, anything in the Marvel universe. The Jessica Jones trailer came out. That's yep. pretty tight. Um, there's oh, some I just Daredevil. Told my dad, I just told my dad because I was like, I was asking, I was like, oh, have you watched Daredevil yet? Because he's like a he, he like yeah. grew up reading, you know, reading those comic books and stuff. Um, and so I was like, oh, have you seen the Dare- Daredevil yet? And he hadn't, I think, because, like, his his old his tele- they did No, they did, oh. tra- no he just got a new television. Um, but the TV that they had before was our television from when we were, like, when I was little. <laughs> and it was terrible. And so the quality, you couldn't really tell because Daredevil's really dark. Dark, yeah. And so you couldn't really see anything, so he didn't watch it. Um, so then I was like, yeah, so, like, Jessica Jones, I'll explain, like, Jessica Jones coming out, and they're, like, connected, and, and I was Cage. like, and I was like, and Luke Cage is actually in it, and he's about to have his own thing, and he, like, lost his shit, because <laughs> he was like, he was like, Luke Cage? He was like, what? And he, like, looked it up, so now he's hella juice, and it was really cute. Oh, anyway, this is yeah. some news that probably should have been in the other episode, but whatever. If you guys are in the Bay Area, there is going to be a lightsaber battle before Star Wars comes out. I know this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but I, I so heard dope. about it yesterday. Like, it's dope as fuck. It goes to a good cause. It's like for charity or whatever. You buy $5, they give you your own lightsaber. You can bring your own lightsaber if you're on that level and you just have those <laughs> lying around. Like, you can donate a couple of... I used to but, have a lightsaber. Yeah, I know. You can donate some some shills to a good cause 
And then at the Embarcadero before um, Star Wars of Force Awakens comes out, just hella people having a lightsaber battle. And you I gotta come out in the full cloak and like the full like Jedi outfit. You don't have to, and then like, but the hood, you should the hood that like covers your eyes and you just walk in. I mean, I did a small. I did an impromptu Star Wars marathon this weekend, and the part where Mark Hamill comes in after um, Leah and the droids have been taken by Han so- uh-huh. or by Jabba uh-huh. and he just like pimp walks in with his hood all down and he's like I'm gonna give you a chance dude uh, yeah and C-3PO's trying to be like there's a trap door under the floor <laughs> dude Luke move to the right a little to the left come on but anyway that pimp walk in is just so sweet and then the um this is gone off the rails but <laughs> I, I'm Ended. So the little scene with like the um, band in oh, yeah. uh, Jabba the Hutt's like little club. Oh, I got my Captain EO feels. Aww. And I thought I saw Hooter and I was like, Hooter! But it wasn't really Hooter, but I yeah. need to see Captain EO. You can see it on YouTube, but it doesn't have the same. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I always but, feel like a. I mean, I don't feel like a fake Michael Jackson fan. I fucking love Michael Jackson. But I always feel like weird that I haven't seen Captain EO yet. It makes me really sad. Yeah, you came up in the wrong time when they went to Honey, I Shrunk the... Yeah. Yeah. But, oh man, my dad used to... This is... Shout out to dad. My dad used to take me to Disneyland just to watch Captain EO. Like, we'd walk in, watch Captain EO, maybe get, like, a frozen banana, maybe, and then just go home. (laughs) And, like, the traffic and and the parking alone is not worth it for that. But my dad was like, I mean... It's Michael Jackson. Yeah. You love it. If you like it, I love it. And I was like, I love it. So anyway. You say all that to say subscribe to our newsletter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's where that came from. Yes. Um, Sorry. And you'll just get all this just on paper or yeah. on it, your screen. And it will make sense and it, you won't have all of this nonsense yep. around it. Yep. Just good old news. Yep. Um. Links and stuff to click on. It's interactive. <laughs> Um, you just don't Ooh. get to hear it. You can maybe like try to hear it in our voices. I don't know. But yeah. But, yeah. Bay Area lightsaber battles and try to see if there's anything happening in your town if you're not in the Bay Area. But if you are Embarcadero, let's do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So no news because we're pretty much recording this at the same time that we recorded episode nine. So we've missed this whole week. Timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. Um, next week will on the actual day that we record, usually <laughs> We will have more nerd news. Um, other than this one huge nerd news thing. Huge! Huge! I died. And came back to life. Yes. Joe was on that Jesus of Nazareth nonsense <laughs> and was like, boom, let me drop this on you, Robin. And I was like, oh, I can't handle it. <laughs> and then she was like, come back, my child, because you're going to need to go to London. Yep. Even though I haven't figured out how that's going to work yet, but, but it's going to work. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So not oh. only so not only did we get the dates for when the tickets are gonna drop, which we are already we've already been in planning mode and strategizing. I'm gonna be t- tired as all get out at work on Wednesday morning, but I'm totally cool with it. Because we're waking up at three. It's worth it. I'm it's gonna feel so happy. Like two or three a.m. Yeah. that the tickets go on sale. I'm gonna be exhausted, but I'm gonna be so happy. It so also kind of reminds me of when. Um, Shout out to Michael Jackson again. There's some Michael Jackson. We're Michael Jackson nerds. We're um, fans. <laughs> when he announces This Is It tour and I stood up, I stayed up to get those tickets and like they were just going. I was just like dying inside. And like 
as they were like just like my hopes and dreams are about to shatter he kept adding dates and adding dates and adding dates so i had woke up at like 2 a.m and i got my tickets at like four or five after like two and a half hours of just being like i'm gonna just try i'm gonna just try i'm gonna just try and then i got my ticket and we don't need, we'll we don't need about, to go out the rest of that no, but still no, it's like it's gonna be that again it's yeah. gonna be very exciting um, um but also i'm not sure if i just missed this announcement or not because i know that she announced that they were uh cursed child was going to be in two parts i just internalized that and maybe i just didn't read it all the way through or whatever but i thought it was going to be like part one and then we'd have to do all this all over oh, again so for part I, two actually. So did I. But yeah. actually, that's not the case. Which is not at all. Better. So much Basically, better. Basically, you can either buy, you can buy, like, two tickets. So you buy, like, you can buy them on for, like, consecutive days. So um, you see so you part see, like, one. On Saturday and then part, and part two on Sunday. Or you can buy them for the same day. Or you can just buy one, which I don't know why you, why would, you would do that. Do that but if you're like, I, I mean, if you only have a certain amount of money. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But then, but, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, or you can buy it and you could like see part one at 2 p.m. And then part two at 7.30 p.m. Yep, on, the, on same the same day, day. which I'm all about awesome. because then we could like spend the rest of our time at King's Cross and. And Cardiff and like Doctor Who and, and Harry Potter tours and like. Oh, another piece of news that we probably should have mentioned in episode nine, but. They're turning Hogwarts oh, yeah. into I condos. Yeah. And I, like, just got a new job and literally told them, so it's been fun. I like y'all a lot, <laughs> but I'm going to have to live in Hogwarts. Yeah. So at a certain point here, I'm going to have to just, you know, either y'all let me work from London <laughs> and build up a whole, like, London area thing there, or I'm going to need to find something new because I'm going to need to live in Hogwarts. I mean, if Hog, if you, if you can live in Hogwarts, right, then you should live in Hogwarts. You totally should. That's so weird. It's kind of like the rule of if you see Harry Potter, you watch Harry Potter, which is like you just drop everything and then just be like all of Wizard Team on like the seventh floor. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so tight. Oh my god, y'all, let's do a big fundraiser and just have like the presidential suite, just like. Whatever, like well, we got this floor. Yeah, we got this wizard team floor right here. That's us. Yep. And let's much. just live in Hogwarts and like. Let's do it. Just luxuriate in magic and happiness. Oh yeah. Ugh. Um. So. So yeah, back to Harry Potter and the Cursed <laughs> Child. <laughs> we're very excited. So basically, we're like gonna buy our tickets and then we're gonna figure out how we're actually gonna get to London <laughs> and then we're gonna have lots and lots and lots of fun. Um, and there probably so, some like special wizard team stuff happening. Yeah, of course. That we'll figure out how we do that. Um, but we have a whole year to think about that. But anyway, um, so in addition to like dropping like when the tickets are gonna have like um, be released and like all that kind of stuff, they also dropped the um, the plot summary, like the plot of it. So you, before people kept saying that Harry Potter, that, like this, for some reason, people got into their heads that it was a prequel. And she kept but saying, I never understood it's why not they a prequel. Did. I, could not, I never understood why they thought it was a prequel because it's called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So it's clearly about Harry Potter in some kind of way. It's not like Fantastic Beasts where it's not about Harry Potter. I think so they like, were probably they thinking it, it was going to be the lead up to when he gets cursed. So like cursed. him thinking he's... Because he, he is the Cursed Child. But then why would you say Harry Potter and the Harry that's, Potter? Exactly. That's what I mean. That's why it didn't make sense to me that they thought it was. I was thinking... So anyway, so um, let me just read. It's on Pottermore also if you want to look for it um it's um yeah so here's the summary so 
It was always difficult being Harry Potter, and it isn't much easier now that he is an overworked employee of the Ministry of Magic, a husband and father of three school-aged children. When, while Harry grapples with a past that refuses to stay where it belongs, ooh, he's gonna run some Death Eaters. Ooh, okay. His youngest son, Albus, must struggle with the weight of a family legacy he never wanted. As past and present fuse om- ominously, both father and son learn the uncomfortable truth. Sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. Ooh. Um, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm actually so really juiced. juiced that it's about Albus because... I just said juiced. I wanted it to be about James Sirius just right. so I didn't have to hear Albus Severus over and over well, again. Well, hopefully they just, like, just call, him out. Al. They just call him Al or Albus. Albus. Alphas. Potter. Just leave out the Severus part because literally, like, I actually really like the name Albus Potter. Like, when they, when, but before they reveal, before she reveals that his name is Severus or his middle name is Severus, like, I was like, oh, it's so cute. Like, James, Albus, and Lily, that's adorable. Um, and whatever. But I also think that of the three kids, the way that they are, pre- like, presented in um, the last chapter of Deathly Hollows, they're really, I think Albus is the most interesting or, like, was positioned to be the most interesting because James is pretty much, it's, like, the same thing. He's the reincarnation of, like, James, Sirius, Fred, and George. Like, he's half Potter, half Weasley. Like, mm-hmm. he got all that. And so you know that story already. You've seen that. He's like the older brother. You kind of know how he's going to be. Um, I mean, obviously he could be more complicated than that, but in general, you know his, and he's, he's probably, he's the type of person who's totally cool with his dad being famous, right? Like, yeah. He's just like, that's awesome. My dad's famous. I'm dope. Like, come see about me. Um, whereas Lily seems a lot more about, like, she seems a lot more like Lily and Jenny. So it's just another, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. certain things that are separate or not separate like we've seen and, it before and isn't al the middle child yeah so there's also that like middle child middle dynamic child dynamic which middle children are i feel for y'all um i have <laughs> two middle like siblings obviously i have like three younger siblings and so i have my young my brother is he's been the middle child for forever and then i have my sister who was the baby she little. was the baby for 13 years and now she has to readjust to being a middle <laughs> child so i feel for them anyway um so yeah, so there's like the him being a middle child. There's the fact that he looks the most like Harry. His like dis like his disposition is, is like from what I can remember from the 19 years later chapter is like he's very unsure. It's very much like how Harry is in um, Sorcerer's Stone. It's like he's unsure yeah. of himself. He, I mean, he's got that Ron esque of what if I'm not a Gryffindor? Right. Like, what if I and he what also if I fail. There's like you know what I mean. It says like he's not. He has to struggle with the weight of a family legacy that he never wanted. So, like, even even Harry has that. And it's not so much a family legacy as it is, like, a prophecy. But he's still struggling with this thing and, like, these high expectations. And he's, like, a kid. And he's, like, I don't yeah. know what to do with that. Albus, to me, reminds me a lot of Ron. Which is, I mean, yeah, there's three kids. But you have to remember that Harry is basically a Weasley now. He's, like, he married Jenny. He's enveloped into that family. So, Al has got not only his two uh siblings, siblings right. but like then he has cousins. all of the He's all like the weekly cousins I yeah think about it yeah oh he really God. is like i'm the baby yeah um but actually he's different than us because we grew up with like just we were regionally still, like, separate. yeah we were, yeah just because of like the distance but in terms of like number of family like yeah. our grandmother had seven kids and they all had kids i think she has like something like she's like 20 something 20 something grandchildren now like she's got three, great grandchildren she now yeah she got a lot of so now and i family. think we're getting no we're not Never mind. Right. I was like, we might be getting towards great great grandchildren, but no, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, I was we're like, not, the no, oldest one is, is eleven. No, 
DJ is like 17. No, he's not. Yeah, because he's older than Icky. Ew. <laughs> he is older. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have a lot of family. We're like <laughs> the Weasleys in a way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's not the exact same as, yeah. um, having the sibling stuff, but it is a lot, like, it's a big it's family, a family, big family name and yeah, big expectations. Exactly because it's Weasley. Because it's Even not. Even he's Potter, he's still like overwhelmingly Weasley. But it's also like, okay, you're Potter, so you have that name, but yeah. then like your dad did this, but. Your mom also was right. pretty awesome and a she was in the professional DA. She's Quidditch, such a Quidditch player, writes for the Daily Prophet. Your like, uncle was a part of the trio, the Harry Potter. And so he's, he's also got the an Potter art. thing. And, he's and your art. aunt is and like the aunt. smartest witch ever in life. Like And was also part of the trio right. and like super, super went for hunting and yeah, went for, like and also right. has got this little, you know. What is Hermione doing? I don't think I she said that. Like, I know like, she went back to school. She was publishing. Is she in the law enforcement? I don't know. I can't remember. But I know that she published a book. So I think she's... I'm sure she... She probably, like, works at Hogwarts. She just does everything. Yeah, like, she's just, like, a dabbling in yeah. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Whatever I want. Um, um, Just running the world. So, yeah. So it's just, like, it's a lot to... Your aunt's to probably going to be Minister of Magic. What is, is it? Minister of Magic if you're a woman, too? Yeah. Yeah. She's on her way... Well, on her way to becoming Minister of Magic. I Mistress. Mistress of Magic. <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, and that's also not a word, so that's why. I it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just think it's really interesting. I'm like curious to see, and I think you know, like. But also, I, I wonder also, if like, the Malfoy, if right, it's like Malfoy's kid, is going to be like the part of that, like because it says like, like dark plate, like un, un, un dark and unexpected places. places. And like, I think that's interesting that it's like a duality. So it's still be it's still about Harry, but it's like Harry and his son. And so it's about that relationship in addition to like Harry having to deal with like working for the government um, yeah. also still dealing with his own like and he reputation knows. and like he's always been kind of uncomfortable with that yeah. now now that he's like officially killed Voldemort that has to also be like a lot to deal with in addition to like having to take care of your family and, and we've seen with your before son, having these like very similar yeah. insecurities and like worries that um that you had growing up like I yeah. think that that's like an interesting Thing. And and we've seen before um, the ministry coming into Hogwarts, so it's not even like they're both going through things at the same time. Right. It's like there's the promise or the ex- like the the illusion that the things that they're going through will intermix and intermingle. Right. And we've seen that with like Dementors coming to Hogwarts, Mad Eye Moody being mm-hmm. a, a teacher, Frickin but umbrage. also not being a teacher. The whole Umbridge thing. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, I'm excited to get this, like, new class of wizards with the people that are Albus's age, but it's also kind of sad for me because I was really, um, not sad, sad, hopefully, knock on wood, but, like, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out, like, on stage. Yeah, on stage, but, like, also, I think, like, it's interesting for me because I always, like, even now we're reading Harry Potter and I'm, like, remembering how I connected with Harry and Hermione and um even when I read it now I have to like put myself back in when I was in school yeah. I know for a fact that I'm going to be like watching this play and connecting with the professors and the oh, yeah. and the people making and I'm not gonna so much like I'm, I'm excited to see Albus at Hogwarts and stuff like that but to me they're going to be I'm going to be, I'm not going to connect with them on the same wavelength. I'm going to connect with them as an adult looking at kids as opposed mm. to like being a kid looking at a kid right, and being true. in like a similar 
So, it's emotional in a way. connecting with the characters who were adults because they were the ones you connected with as children. Yeah. Um, I'm also really interested to see who they cast as, like, who and stuff. That's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, That's going to be strange. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really excited. It's going to be... it's, It's funny because there have been... Um, I don't know if anyone has watched, like, the Star Kid Harry Potter musicals or not, but, like, Darren Chris, who was in Glee, I think that's where he's most famous for, like, he has played Harry Potter, and... Oh, I still need to um, see that. I still haven't watched the musical. Really? I don't know how I didn't... Yeah. I oh, didn't well, I mean, I'm it's on It's on YouTube, YouTube right? but it's yeah. not... It's not... Yeah, but you're definitely watching, like, a bootleg of a stage right. production. But it's funny because it's... Because a Harry Potter musical is obviously satire and stuff. Uh-huh. You see this guy playing Harry Potter, but I don't see him as, like, when I still right, see... you don't see him as Harry Potter. You yeah. Because like, it's also just it's not serious. They surprise it's, us and just have, like... What a Dan. Dan. Yeah, oh my god. He's old enough to play, like... And like, he's, got, he's got huge stage Yeah, traps. they don't need to add the stupid, like, makeup shit. Like, yeah. That. He can... And he can play old very well if you, um... I mean, he's got a, a useful oldness that he plays, but if you ever saw Horns you know or... You reminded me of? Hmm? Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. He looks like Harry Potter low-key. Yeah, he Put could be an older Harry Potter. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Um, oh, my doctor. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just think, like, it'll be interesting to see who they cast and then... When I first read Harry Potter, I didn't see... Deanna Radcliffe as Harry Potter because there was no Harry Potter. It was this creation in my mind. And now it's like inescapable, I feel like, to connect Deanna Radcliffe to Harry Potter. Even with all the movies he's done outside of that and me being like very much like five minutes in, like totally by you as this character because he's a very good actor. actor. Um, It's easy. It's it's different, I guess, to see, for me to make the leap of buying Dana Radcliffe as a character other than Harry Potter as it would to be another actor as Harry Potter. Potter. I think... And that's gonna be... I think it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird, but I feel like... It'll be good. If it's a good... If the actor is really good, and I feel like because of the stakes here, it will be a very good actor. Um, Five minutes in, you'll get over the weirdness, and then you'll just be in it, and it won't matter. But um, I'm excited to kind of feel those feels. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's so great. I, yeah, um, and I'm trying not to worry too much about how we're actually going to get there. But right. we'll make it, we'll figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure it out. We'll be all right. We um, don't, Sorry, I'm not singing. <laughs> not singing. So, um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about within the Cursed Child? I don't think so. I think it'll be, you know, Exciting, I, like I'm we said. I, I'm just excited, but we don't know. As as there's more information coming out about it, we'll probably come back to it a little bit more. Yeah. But um, I also think because we plan on going. Oh yeah. We are like like Pretty Bana much, said. Like, we have strategized. We have like I have a, a whole text thread with other people about how we're gonna do it, how, who's doing what, like what our what our goals are. We're buying the tickets and we're figuring out the rest later, but we're buying the tickets and we're going to make it happen. I also don't want to then get over in, inundated with information because I want to come right, in. Right, we're going to see it. It's not yeah. like it's going to be like us just watching from afar. and then like, like, like with Hamilton, to bring it always comes back to Hamilton, but like, it's like, 
I'm soaking in all this information because not only is it in New York, but the tickets are sold out. Yeah. Like you, they're, you're not going to get to see Hamilton for months. And I still plan on going, but I don't have that expectation that I'm going to get to go just because of like the scarcity of tickets and um, the cast album's out. So I'm not going to, it's a musical, right? Yeah. So the cast album's out. I'm not going to deny myself this music and like hearing about what I can um, this is a play. There isn't going to be like this piece of music that comes out beforehand right. or and you can listen to like, it. And, right, I kind of get the yeah. storyline. Um, and so like, like with movies and things, when there's something that you know you're going to see like with Star Wars or whatever, it's like you hear the, the rumors and you can see like pictures from the set and whatever, but at a certain point you have to go, no, I don't want... Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. So... Um, I don't want to think too deeply about it because I don't want to, I want to go in and give everyone their fair shake. Yeah. So something that we are going to talk about is... Um, shout out to, so we like asked you guys to like give us suggestions on what to talk about because we were going to do a nine and three quarters <laughs> episode. We just didn't know what we were going to talk we about. We knew that a nine and three quarters episode was happening had, before, like, before, before the podcast even came exactly. into fuel. Like before and a half, it just like happened that Pottermore happened and we had feelings. And so we we're like, let's just do an episode. Whereas like this one, we were like, nah, it's just going to have to happen. It's, it's going to happen. We'll, we'll figure, figure out what the content is. Pretty much later. like Harry Potter <laughs> and the Cursed Child. And, like, our experience with that. Um, we have been so lucky, but yeah. Yeah, so shout out to Imani for suggesting that we talk about race and Harry Potter. Which, which um, is really funny because we did a test episode just to figure out, like, our um, recording setup and how we are going to, how things would sound and everything like that. And it ended up becoming a race and Harry Potter um, conversation because at that time they had just released the... Um, the how many characters of color speak in Harry Potter if you cut out all of the non-POC people of color and it was like two minutes or something in the whole series. Yeah. And um, there were feels about that. So, and then our last episode, episode nine, we kind of started talking about Dean. So this is one of those things too where it's just like, I don't know what's happening, but we have been very blessed with like perfect storms of things happening. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been very like yeah like we've always had news we've always had like things to talk about we literally like, were like we'll have a news section but it'll be really small because there won't yeah. be that much news because you know nothing's and then happened like one episode when we spent like half the episode <laughs> on news and we were like there's a lot <laughs> happening in yeah. the Potter universe especially um, when you're paying attention to the point where like and yeah. you know which it connects to your thing about your friends yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah so let's do this real quick let's just get this out of the way. Real quick, before we dive into a deeper topic. <laughs> I'm sure this happens to all of you. I mean, I'm just going to take a leap here. You're listening to Wither Team. You're a Potterhead. Bionna's a Potterhead. You've been deep into this life for a while now. Yeah. How many times do you have non-Potterheads being like, oh, have you seen this? Did you know that there was going to be a stage play? Bitch, yes! <laughs> yes, I knew! Why are you tagging me in these things that you think are news because you don't pay attention when this is my life? Like, you ain't about this wizard team life! No, I'm not. I bleed, sleep, eat magic! Yep. Of course I knew! Of course I knew! Two times in one week, people have tagged me in things that not only are, like, I knew about already, but are, like, painfully obvious that I knew about the Miley. 
Like, oh, like one of my friends literally not only tagged me in this article, but was like, did you know there was going to be a play? And the article was about how ticket, like the tickets are going to go on sale. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I knew. And then someone else did it. And I was like, okay, I'm offended. I had to tell (laughs) my friend, I was like, I'm offended that you think that you are sharing something with me right now. Like, offended. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get Your mobile like, ass ain't telling me nothing I don't already know. So stay over there and let yeah. me read my daily profit and let me be all in this and then be like, hey, I know you probably already know about this, but what are your thoughts? Like, th- right. that's how you come at me. Don't well, come at I, me like you're, like, explaining. I don't or- get offended only because most of the time the person who, like, tells me about it is my grandmother. <laughs> um... Who I, I mean, think it's I mentioned. Not, it's not a well, sense, no, 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 but I know like, what you mean. I know what you mean. But I'm saying like who like she's the reason that like my 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 dad too, but like or my parents because they bought me like Sorcerer's Stone when I was little. But like my grandma, I used to borrow her Harry Potter books to like yeah. to read. And, and I'm so, sure like, your I grandmother was like, like, buy her like book, right. Know, and she's whatever. like, I thought about her, and so I'm gonna post this on her Facebook wall, and I think that's cute. But also. I understand because I'm like yeah because I just I just I just commented I was like yeah I'm going and I was saying, like I was just like I already know so it's just like the assumption that we don't know and it's like nah we like we're like only we're just short of having notifications for the words Harry Potter I like, actually do you I don't Google alerts man I don't yeah I don't but I find it out anyway because I'm on Twitter all the time we follow all the things like it's yeah. gonna pop up I see it and I'm like yes. That, if there is a, I go on Pottermore when I don't have anything else to do. I'm just on Pottermore. So I know when things are happening. And so it's like not. Yeah. And like it's and it's also like who is like if Bionic, right, that's true. If Bionic that's comes true. at me and it's like, did you hear about this? I'm not offended. Right. Because like there is like yes there's a good chance I would have gotten to it eventually but I might not have gotten to it as fast as like the unveil I like thing like, I was, earlier than you too yeah. so I be seeing shit yeah. like, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like sometimes like the day gets away from you uh-huh. whatever like the unveil Voldemort thing I was late yeah I was late whatever and I just happened to like be on Twitter yeah and like yeah and, or, then, and I think I found out from our own Twitter it's really right. funny when I find news from my own Twitter account but like yeah like Bayana was tweeting and I found out and then I was like by the time I had t- a chance to like um, participated in it, Voldemort had already been unveiled, not, like, Brianna was like, girl, just go online. Yeah. That's, like, retweet. I'm just retweeting, like, oh, we're gonna unveil Voldemort! And I didn't see that. It was unveiled. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. But, yeah, but, it, no, I do get what you're saying, like, it's totally different, because you're sitting there like, yeah, of course I, of course I knew. And I, it's just, like, bless it also heart. sounds like a Ooh, I guess you didn't know about this. Look at yeah. me showing you, showing you the thing. It's like let let look like, at me expanding like your colonialism. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like you That's cannot I mean. discover a land that I have been living in for twenty years. Yep, you can't. Pretty much, you can't. And to think that you, it's like if someone over in like Europe was like. Did y'all know that you have a presidential election and that Donald Trump is leading in the polls? Like, bitch, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm not happy about it, but yeah, I know. It, it, I live here. Yep. And so, yeah, so I also came to the conclusion that, to just wrap this up in summary, yep. <laughs> um, because, because it happened this week in a way that was just like, boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, so, yeah. 
And it happened, oh, it happened like that again with Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Um, whenever there's like a major announcement, it just comes in. Yeah. And I decided I'm not going to play the nice game. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I knew about that. Or like, oh, huh, yeah. Yep. I was, I literally told, I'm offended that you think I, that you were explaining something to me. <laughs> because I just feel like it needs to stop. It needs to, or it needs to be acknowledged. I need to, yeah. I need to acknowledge the fact that you were trying to teach me something about something that you know nothing about. Right. That you were, um, I don't know, you're, you're a baseball fan and you're going to come in here and try to tell me about the Packers as I'm wearing a Packers jersey. Like, that's not even a good example, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're going to, you're going to, I don't know. It's just like, um, it's too much. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's too much. So, I think that we should all do this together. I think it should be a wizard team, um stand that we all take with the people in our lives like you are not you're not breaking any ground here we know we know so let's talk about race and harry potter i was gonna say we're like the dumbledores of the potter world (laughs) right (laughs) we know all that's happening yes um okay yeah actually let's talk about race and harry potter um so i don't know where do you want to start exactly like there's plenty of places that we can start with this. Like, um, I know so, that Dean conversation, I mean, we pretty much, like, talked about it, but that was really interesting. Yeah, so I um, think that there are, like, ways to go about this. I yeah. think that we should... I think first we should talk about the way, the differences of race between the books and the movies, because that's... Yeah. It's, it's problematic, and it... But also, it's kind of... It's kind of... Already, we know why. Like, we know... Oh, yeah, Hollywood. yeah. Yeah, Hollywood is the like, problem there. We, it, there's a quick, and it, that's a quick conversation that we can have. Yeah. And then I think we should dive into the, the book and how it plays out in the book and in the world, mm-hmm. which is a bigger, deeper, Thing. potentially endless conversation. Yeah, which we're going to have to end at some point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, for example, I think, so, yeah, we were talking about the um, that that video that came out that was, like, all... It was, like, under six minutes, the number of times a person of color spoke in Harry Potter in the movies. And um, it was seven... No, eight. it's eight movies. So And out of eight movies, only it was under six minutes. Yeah. Which was, like, depressing when I was there. I was <laughs> like, damn. But then also, um, it made... Like, it's just interesting because it was, like, a lot of stuff also about, like, there was a lot of articles that came out. I think I actually wrote one, shameless plug, about, like, the race-bit Harry Potter characters, most specifically yeah. Hermione, and how... Joe doesn't actually, like, specify what the races are of a lot of the characters. There's just an assumption that they're white because of, like, our, like... Because they're the default. We're conditioned to... They're the default. They're universal. You can see yourself in them for, like, I don't know why. Anyway. Shoot. Whoops. Jeez, Robin. Right, it's not actually true, which is the thing. is like, you read all these things and you can't connect. Like, for the longest time, I connected with Hermione on, like, every level except for the fact that I assumed that she was white. And so that was, like, one thing where I was like, well, we don't really have that in common. And so when I would, like, you know, sometimes in your head you're like, what if I was at Hogwarts Mm -hmm. and I was friends with the trio? It's like, I was basically, like, in my head I was basically Hermione except for the fact that I was black and, like, I was in Ravenclaw. Like, that was it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's, and I guess... 
seeing like, you know, race bit pictures or even talking about the fact that her race isn't explicitly stated in the books, you, it like changed the whole thing for me where I was like, oh yeah, I could read this and totally envision myself as Hermione, um, as opposed to someone else who's just similar to me. Um, And so I think that that's like really important. And I think that, I think that, I mean, a part of it is like reconditioning yourself to not seeing that because I'm, because, because, I mean, I guess I started reading the books kind of around the time, like only not very long before the first movie came out um, Mm -hmm. because of how young I was. But at the same time before that, even I still like pictured them all as like white white kids. And so this one thing that I want to, I want to say is that there, the race question gets a bit muddier because it is set in the UK. And so but I mean, like in the so one, no, no, no. And the UK is very much diverse, but in our brains, especially in our pop culture, it's in my, like in, in my, yeah. Too. And in my, um, literary brain, like I, like the first books that I like really like loved and connected to was like Pride, Jane Eyre's, Jane Eyre and Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. And they're all white and it's obvious. Like right. the Britain is Great Britain is where they make white people mm-hmm. and they spread their seed throughout the land and that's Ew. where we're but I mean yes. oh but yeah yes. it's like and that's how we got Literally to where we and figuratively. Yeah. And that's where we got to where we are today. So I think it does make some kind of factual sense, um or historical sense that we would automatically assume that they're white. But like you said, the UK now is completely different than it was um, even 30 or 40 years ago and and the fact that JK and had had so many characters that she did not explicitly I don't think Harry is even really explicitly white besides the fact that his mother is redhead and Aunt Petunia is blonde right. and Dudley's blonde and if they're all related then, then he's at least partly white but I think yeah. also which reminds me of like I don't know there's I'm a lot saying, of race but Harry Potter where he's mixed no but what I'm saying is that like it's very different from reading a lot of like YA novels um most specifically I'm thinking of Twilight but there's I've read so many YA novels mm-hmm. in my life that like I I mean even Hunger Games too they like explicitly state like she explicitly states race but like in Twilight specifically, there's a lot of like, I have very pale skin. Yeah. Or he has alabaster skin, or like whatever like other synonym you can come Creamy. up for saying that you're white AF. Uh, yeah. Like we know for a fact that Sparkly. Bella and Edward are white. Um, whereas and so in my head, at least like going back to it, um, realizing that none of that is in there. So even if you know that someone's white, it's not like it's super like overstated or explicit because that doesn't necessarily matter in the same way. And I think a part of that is like the power dynamics within the book are a little bit different. Like their hierarchy is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think that that also is a statement on race if you don't like explicitly talk about it. Um, I mean, it could go two ways. I like to believe and we have enough um, material and interviews and quotes with Joe to kind of get at her politics. Mm -hmm. And I like to believe that, yes, it was um, explicitly done for good, for the fact that she wanted kids to see themselves in those characters. And she was thinking about the fact that, like, 
if these well, books are successful, about race relations and all that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah, but like, I think um, if if these books are successful, right, then there needs to be at least if if Ron is going to be this fiery redheaded kid, which I mean they're black redheads. Mm-hmm. So and God damn it, if you guys know a good looking one, give him my number because Malcolm X was a redhead. I know, he was and cute. he was yeah, he would have been Bay, but <laughs> timing, you know. Darn that timing, but anyway. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, I set that uh, one up. I'm not even did. judging you. I set it up. You and did. It's really funny. Okay. Um, so anyway, but like, if if Ron's going to be explicitly a redhead, and that is a part of his characterization, and it's an, I mean, it's not an important part of the story, but it's important in terms of like, um, it's a defining characteristic of a Weasley, right? And the whole ginger, like. Thing in the UK is hilarious to me, but also like true. You know what I mean? Y'all, the, the you British treat genders badly, um, but it's important. And so if you if if that's one that's one bit of the trio, right? And then mm-hmm. Harry's got his mother's eyes; they're green, whatever. So you you can there is a there are a lot of race bent Harry Potter. I have a cousin where who has green eyes. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So do I. So anyway. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oof, in what way? No, I'm just kidding. Keep no, going. and like, uh, she's so pretty. Um, anyway, so if Harry is going to have like green eyes and whatever, and like he's, there are a lot of race but Harry Potter where he's mixed race or he's uh-huh. um, Southern Asian. Uh, so you can have both of those things. Yeah. But then that means. You also have black hair and like white people don't have black hair. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's just, like, dark brown, but they're not actually, like, black. black. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes even more sense if you would be South Asian. Um, but, so, if there's that, then, like, I I would like to believe that she, she consciously left it ambiguous, like, curly, crazy hair is a characteristic of a lot of people. Of a lot of people. And it's a way to make it seem more, like... That, in my opinion, is way more universal than, like, very specifically saying that they're white. Yeah. Is, like, leaving their skin color out of it, leaving their, like, nationality out of of it is actually an interesting way to make something more universal rather than being, like, they're super pale and so you can, like, write literally... And it it allows you to write them as humans without... Right, without thinking about what they're... The baggage and, like, the things that happen. And so I do want to say that, like... um. We, me and Diana have talked about this in different ways, and I'm interested to see what other people think. I obviously have never lived in Britain, tears, because I love it. Um, <laughs> and I love the culture, and I love everything there. I do think that they're, they have race issues, for sure. I mean, every country really does. Even, like, there are, you know, countries in Africa. Racism, basically. Yeah, seriously. But there are even countries in Africa where there is, like, in India, you see this a lot, where there is race issues. Asia, I can just, obviously, every country, where even if you think, like, oh, everyone's black or everyone's Asian or whatever, it's, like, colorism, ethnicity, ethnicity tribalism, like, it, it's, it's all boils down to the other and the default. And Britain, obviously, is above, is, it, is not above no, there's that. a reason why most <laughs> and yeah, have that. Yeah, and they also are, they are the bigger ex- biggest export of that. However, um, this is where we get to the movies, is that, in a way, 
Britain has faced that and dealt with it. And it's not to say that it's solved, but their biggest issues, I I believe, and that are, race is a part of this for sure, but it's like classism and um, economics and, and more of like immigration status, where I feel like if you are um, like a Nigerian British person, but you've been there for years and years and you're, you trace your family back from like colonial times or whatever, you're way more accepted than someone like that comes from the Middle East or Egypt who might look, or even, you know, other like Greece who might look more Caucasian, but is obviously an immigrant. Well, yeah, and, but then also at the same time, like, um, there's still, you know, there's racial profiling. So yeah, if I'm not, not, I'm another, not saying, no, obviously I know what you're, I know, <laughs> I know that, but what I'm saying, like, just to bounce off of that is if there's like a similar thing to like what's happening in Arizona, where it's like, there are these, um, like Latinos who have been around since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of Latinos here who've been around since like California and like all the areas around California were Mexico. So they're not yeah. immigrants. Yeah. They're literally like, they're American Native. citizens and have been here for like, forever but are still assumed to not be yeah um like citizens or to be like immigrants and to be foreign um so you know there's still like that I'm sure oh yeah and so I think but I do I want to say like coming from the book's perspective I mean the movie's perspective Lavender is a is a total like the picture, like the perfect example. We haven't even of, gotten to lavender, and I think about it. We haven't in really books, in yeah. in the books. Um, we obviously we know she was sort in Gryffindor, but yeah. When she's a small character, um, and black, she's black. Ashy, um, I think it's really just um when she becomes Ron's love interest. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, is she explicitly black in the book? I can't remember, but I don't think so either. But she was cast. No, she's as a, not. She's not explicitly anything. Yeah, so none she, of them are except for the ones that are explicitly a person of color. And like, and like the Weasleys maybe. and the Malfoys and the Malfoys, pale, right. pale, you know. Right. But no one, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, and that was a big part of the person who did the um, people of color talking. That was his major argument too. Is like, and this, I wholeheartedly agree with him is like if in the if in your source material they're not explicitly white then why are they explicitly white and it's Hollywood right and so if in the first books or the first two movies Lavender was cast as a person of color and it doesn't matter and I think the thing is it doesn't matter because you don't know that she's Lavender technically yeah but in the credits it does say so that she's, she's, la- she's billed as Lavender and yeah, she's in the back, and she doesn't, like, say anything. I always tell us one of the things, this is kind of related, that used to, that kind of bothered me about the, um... Bim. Well, Sorry. fucking Bim. I wasn't even gonna talk. I was gonna oh. bring you... I wasn't well, even gonna well, we're gonna bring you. We'll get... Finish your thought. We'll get to Bim. Fucking Bim. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, what, one of the things that kind of bothered me about the movies is that a lot of their, like, school interactions are... Harry or like the Gryffindors versus the Slytherins or like just the trio together or like they're going against Umbridge whatever but it's not a lot of like inter house talking other than with like Neville and occasionally Dean and Seamus um but we don't and like I guess Pavardi kind of but you they pair her with her sister and put them both in Gryffindor yeah. which whatever but 
Um, oh, like, Pavardi is another one who's explicitly a person of color. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, like, Pavardi and um, Lavender are best friends. And we don't get to see that their their whole, like, thing and their interaction with Hermione at all. Or, like, or, yeah, or especially even before even like Harry and Ron. Exactly. Yeah. Even, before, even before Lavender becomes... A, Ron Boothay. Yeah, there's still all this stuff where she's, like, how irritating and is always, like, whining about shit and, like, always has... And, you know, but she's still, like, the po- she's, like, a popular girl with Pavardi and, like, people like her. And she's, like... It's a regular girl, and it's interesting to see that in the books, but in the movies, they completely, like, leave that out, and then when Lavender's, like, officially introduced, she's, like, all that just, and super, she's like, like int- and super crazy and very one-dimensional, yes. as opposed to Which us is a- having grown up with her up until the point where she gets a crush on Ron. You see her growing up. It's more just like, oh, look, there's this girl who's been here all the time. You just haven't seen her. And, and, I under- and, and, I- and apparently changed, like, how she looks and the color of her skin and all that. <laughs> and I understand to a point that, like, they're trying to make her, she's got curly hair or whatever. She's, like, Hermione light or something. Like, mm-hmm. she looks a bit like Hermione, but isn't Hermione. But, like, that also doesn't it's exist weird. in the book. No. That's strange. And it makes, it, it fetishizes Ron in a mm-hmm. way. Like, oh, Ron has to, like, can only be attracted to this type of person, which is not true. Um... But more dangerously, I think it says, you're fine as a person of color when you're in the background. Exactly. But when we need to, when we need you to, to humanize you or to yeah. say more, say more, um, have more lines, or even or need you to be desirable lines. to mm-hmm. a main character. Exactly. You you have to change literally everything. Everything like recasted. Mm-hmm. And why couldn't you recast? If you maybe she wasn't maybe that girl just wasn't a great actress and she was good as like the background person, recast someone of this as a black person. Sometimes it's annoying when you Viv, for example. Yeah, when you just like throw in a new character (laughs) who doesn't look anything like the one who was playing that character before. But we didn't technically know that Lavender was even in the background in the first place. So we would have been like, oh, that's cool, she's black. And then we would have went back and been like, oh, she's been black the whole time. Tight. And then just left it at that. Yeah. And there are there are other examples of this with, like, Angelina Johnson, who is so awesome in the book. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's a small character. And this is also goes into, you know, time and what you can do in a book versus what you can do in a movie. But... Fucking Order of the Phoenix. They... <laughs> just makes me angry. They completely... Like, I think she just says, like, all right, then. Her only, like, <laughs> thing, the only thing of... She's only in... Um, Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. I mean, she's kind of like her CGI version, even though it's a different person playing her, is in um, Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Shout out to that Quidditch scene. Um, but the only real thing, we don't know that she plays Quidditch. We don't know if she becomes Quidditch she camp, becomes captain. captain which is also... We don't know really anything about her other than that she low-key has a crush on Fred and is down to go with him to the Yule Ball. That's cool. yeah. Or, like, the part when, like, or she's at, she's, like, in the area when Harry and Ron make up. Like, she doesn't actually do anything, but she's actually, like, a dope-ass character. And, and it also, like, this is another thing about them taking out all of Quidditch in Order of the Phoenix, which is a huge problem, but... And it makes me think about Lavender to a certain extent, too. And and the Patils, it's like, it's a woman thing, too. Like, right. Angelica is the captain of the Quidditch team. She takes no An- shit. Angelina. Angelina, what yeah. is it? Angelica. <laughs> Eliza! And, and Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, but y'all know where my brain was. Um, Angelina... Even after, this is after Goblet of Fire, so she's already gone to the ball with Fred. Mm-hmm. Like, 
still takes no crap, no nonsense from the twins. She is a strong right. captain. She takes no nonsense from Harry. Um, and she's very smart. Like, yes, all of the characters um, during Order of the Phoenix and um, they have this kind of giggly love, lovey-dovey, like, one-dimensionality to them. But like uh, Bayana said, like, Lavender is actually a deeper personality than that. Um, she's annoying, but she's, she has a yeah. characterization and she's developed to an yeah. extent. The Patils like, are not, they're different. Yeah. They, and the, it was a, it was, it was a, there was a reason why they were in different houses mm-hmm. because she's just not, because. They're supposed to be identical too. Yeah, just because they're identical twins does not mean that they're identical people. Right. And that doesn't mean that, like, Pavardi's strengths are the same as Padma's exactly. and vice versa. And, like, I we have twins in our family who are, <laughs> woo, different. That's that's the nice way of putting it. Um, or the... Or sometimes they're so alike that they clash. That's true, that too. Um, but, you know, it's not like we're best friends, we're stuck at the hip. Right. They, like... They, they don't even look alike. Actually. No, yeah, and they're not identical, but, right. um... It's just not it's, the stereotypical like version, and so yeah, and it's so easy in that in that one way. It doesn't cost you anything right. to just put them in different houses, and we didn't even know. And that, that like I mean, shows we, like, in, in the beginning when they sort everyone, we we read there's like two Patils who mm-hmm. get sorted, but we don't know where they go until we meet Pavardi. But even then, we don't connect. I totally forgot until like Goblet of Fire when mm-hmm. they randomly it, like. Mentioned that Pavardi has a twin sister. Didn't even know because she doesn't even hang out with her sister like that. Yeah. Like, they're cool, but they have totally different friend groups. They, like, deal... You know what I mean? Like, it reminds me a lot of um, Rainbow Royale's Fangirl, which you guys should read, and then you should read Carry On, but, you know, that's <laughs> that. But the main character is there. Um, the main character in that book is a twin, and they... And their twins split. They go to college, and they split. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like how one deals and whatever. And, like... um. I think it's important to show, and I think it was a part, uh, I mean, I'm not, obviously can't speak for Joe, but I think it was a part of her plan to show that no matter what, and like, this is whether you're a twin and you have the same face as someone else, or whether you're, you know, the smartest witch of your age, but you're muggle-born, no matter what you look like or where you come from, you create your own identity. Right. And... That's very easy to show just in the fact that, like, these two identical twins go in a separate house. It's, like, that's, like, the the lowest level mm-hmm. of, like, one-dimensionality to that that lesson. Um, and it costs you guys, it costs the filmmakers nothing, nothing to, to do, do it correctly. Exactly. Um, but also, I think, in Hollywood, we are, within Hollywood, they have set up this system. And this is, like, a British production. Um, and... Joe was very Joe was very like explicit about keeping that that inherent like Britishness and you know to the to the movies because it's Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the producers and the studio don't bring in their own baggage. Right, and they have a casting director. Yeah. It's not like they were it's not like And all of these things and like um, there was there's there's a lot of um discussion about like race in Hollywood and diversity in general. And you do have to remember that all of these things are not, there's not like one racist guy 
sitting at the right. top making all these decisions. But casting, there's someone who's like crunch numbers or whatever, which are not true, but they've like they have developed a system of like for casting directors, like this type of person makes a movie sell better than this type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the casting director who I'm not claiming any like ill intent or whatever. It's just like looking for these types because this is the type that goes best with this character, but also is, you know, she's pretty, she's this, she's that. But at a certain point, it's like, you're the only reason why they need to be blonde and skinny and whatever is because this is the type that you have upheld for so long that you're just, um, piling on to this, bullshit of what makes a girl what makes a woman what makes someone desirable etc 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 with no actual basis in reality besides the fact that you have like the hollywood system has been around for 100 years and they have made it this way and now they have made justifications literally they have made like financial and you know yeah, basically financial justifications to uphold a system that was born out of racism, mm-hmm. which is just our country in general. Um, it's just a microcosm of the entire society. World, yeah, the Western world. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just interesting. It's like that, in addition to them, like, taking Dean out of Deathly Hollows, like... Dean's entire... Their, yeah, his horror story. I mean, like, his storyline was moved, was, like... Take like we were talking about, like his entire storyline is not in the book, like as you know, I mean, like he's way more developed than you would when you would expect um, from the way that he's like in the books, but at the same time, completely taking him out of a movie where he like actually had a pretty like big role, and that was like a huge commentary. And this is like like, no shade to this is where I want to bring in Bim. No shade uh to Bim as a person. I don't know him. I hate as an actor. I don't know you, but like they're like. A, his lines don't make sense. He switched houses. But Alfred Enoch is a statuesque, good-looking, like... Yes. And I'm well, saying that... and I'm there. Saying, He's already there. He's, he's a character that exists in the world. Also, Lavender was the one who said a couple of those lines. Yeah. But it's like, also... But it's... I just want to say, like, in terms of, like, westernized, our standards of beauty or whatever... Alfred Enoch fits that. Like, yeah, he's of color, but he is a like a un, like he's an objectively good looking guy. And Bim, not to say that he's not attractive, but he is the objectively type of like mammy, big lip, dark skin. Objectively like in the white in the, the Yeah. Not, not like actually objective, but yes. Yeah. I mean like stereotypical or yeah. But, I yeah. just wanted to clarify. No, I, and I appreciate the clarification because yeah. I don't want anyone to think that I'm like he ugly or whatever. But like he has like the sallow, dark eye, circles around his eyes. He's got the deep voice, the big lips, and he and he like says the really like whimsical shit that makes no, no sense. sense. And then the other the magical Negro in a school full of magical people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wow. And then <laughs> on the flip side of that, there is Lee Jordan. Who has lines, which and are his, but which is fine. But he's like super the, watered down. He's and he's a comic not, foil. He's just someone that he's like the clown, 
And yet the people that have, or the characters, and not that Lee Jordan has a very deep role in the books either. Well, he um, does Duffy Hollow, like he does yeah. like the, what's it called? The, uh, the radio. Yeah, the radio, I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, but yeah, so he like has, and then also like, he they didn't any, make him like has, homies with Fred and George, like they just completely Yeah, he has, he has depth yeah. um, in a way that is important and that isn't shown. But to... Of the six and a half minutes of talking that the people of color in all eight of these books have, to take those two to make a character up out of thin air, right? Um, and then to smoke with your bare hands, <laughs> like catching smoke Ugh. with your bare hands. Freaking hate him. Um, but to make this character up, and then to when there's so many other characters around who could say it, who are in the books. One of them also being a part, two of them actually being people, people of, of color. color. Three, technically, if you count Lavender, who was supposed to say mm-hmm. like half of those lines, yeah. one of the lines was made up, and I don't know who wrote that or put that in the script. But it was terrible. It was terrible. Shame on you, sir. Yeah. I'm assuming For you're shame. a man. For shame. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think that, like, yeah, it's just, it's, we're at this point in society, and I think, like, Shout out to Twitter and big up to like social media and stuff where we're calling this shit out. And yeah, that didn't exist when these movies were being made. But there is a there has been an awakening to this. And it's like, you're doing this for the sake of doing it. You're you're erasing people of color, you're erasing um diversity for the sake of erasing it. Right. And I think And you're that, going against your source material in order, in to, order do to do so. it. Exactly. And I also think that like um and obviously there's like a huge history about that. For example, every like Egyptian mo- movie about Egyptian pharaohs <laughs> oh ever God. made what anyway, um but also shout out to um society as a whole for saying we're not, we're not letting that fly anymore. Yeah, but, you're gonna, um, if you do this, you're going to flop. But I think one of the other things that's important to say is that all this critique, and this is one of the things I really love about Harry Potter, is that it invites critique, and there are things that people say that are, like, super valid. But whereas, like, when you critique, sometimes you critique certain things, and people get really defensive, and you're like, but no, but, like, this is so great. Whereas, like, Harry Potter is, like, the type of story that invites critique in a way that still doesn't take away from the fact that you love it so much. So, like, I always have, like, really, inter- like, you know what I mean? Like, thoughts that come up just out of nowhere, just, like, critiques that I don't think, that I didn't think about when I was 15, but I think about now, where I'm like, that's a little weird. Why is that <laughs> happening? Let's talk about this. Let's interrogate it. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that this book kind of, like, shaped my life and my upbringing and, like, my my beliefs and all those kind of things. And I think that one of those values is the value of critique and the value of, interrogating um things that don't really seem right or things are like the status quo i will and say like, it happens within the book but it also encourages you to do it with the book so it's like and and there's been all of this talk about like how the harry potter generation is much more open to questioning things right and a lot of that does come from the fact that it happens inside of the book i will say i did have that um defense mechanism when it came to the movies only in terms of... Well, yeah, of, because it's like, it's not in the books, it's in the movies, and there's a separate separation, yeah. and, and a lot of the people who critique it only saw the movies, and then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And there's, and there's, and there's <laughs> this thing for me, which is like, thank God Aminata has us. I just pray, like, thank, she's, she's, she's got us, but... She's blessed she's, and highly favored <laughs> for having us in her life. Yes, <laughs> but, like, had someone, had someone who didn't read the books, there's kind of been a different, like, um, 
Aminata's mom was not a part of the Harry Potter generation, whatever. And then she clearly. has this, clearly, <laughs> clearly, because it's Diana's mom too. But um, she doesn't have the vocabulary of like she wouldn't have read the books. She probably wouldn't have read the books, right? Like, but now um, she's begging me. Like when I go home today, she's like, "Can we look at the pictures and the hell?" And that's why, like, I'm not gonna read her the book because she doesn't have the attention span. Yeah. To, like, no, but what I'm saying books, is, but she's like, I want to look at the pictures. I want to see about Harry Potter. Where's the flying motorcycle? Ooh, she loves McGonagall that flying motorcycle. McGonagall turns into a cat, and the cat reads a map. Like these things that are really interesting to her that she doesn't necessarily like get right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not the but same. But I'm I'm talking about like not actually from Amanda's perspective, but from her mother's perspective where it's like if she didn't read the books and then she saw the movies or she didn't even go see the movies and then she saw this like oh my god out of these eight movies six and a half minutes are people of color I can easily see her brain working back from that which is like why do I want my beautifully chocolatey baby to watch these movies why would I want her to read these books Mm -hmm. and it's like Thank God that she has us there that are like, actually, 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 the books don't do this. Like, there is right. a complete separation. But I separation. mean, also, I think because this was made now, like, it's like, it, it, that's, that's if, like, I wasn't, if I wasn't born. Yeah, exactly. Versus not even just, like, if we weren't around. Because I, like, my parents bought me the first Harry Potter book and, like, read it to me until I decided, like, I can, I know how to read it. I can just, just read it myself. But, Which um, was that, like two or whatever she's like i got no. this y'all are slowing me down. no i was like six when they like brought it when they bought it for me but like anyway <laughs> so it's like i don't know so it's like they they growing up as opposed to coming to it like say for example i'm aminata yeah and i and i grow up and i'm six years old and this and i and i'm growing up now and then my mom sees the thing the clip and She's like, all right, nah, then we won't read Harry Potter. We don't need to do that. Versus it being 2000 or 2000, yeah, 2000, 2001 and being like, oh, this is the first book that came out. Let's give it to her. And mm-hmm. then I'm immediately just like, this is my shit. And you're like, all right, then I guess it's your <laughs> Take shit. it away from me Great. right now. And then yeah. I'm like, and like even not even, and not even interrogating the whole, like, the, like how many white people are in it because there's still like really, you know, there's certain values and all that kind of stuff that are within the books and like how much I loved it and how much I connected it, c- connected to it, um, kind of taints, like, or not taints, t- taints is like a bad Tits. word for it. Tense. Tense, right. Because I was like, taints is a bad word, but I mean like the positive <laughs> synonym for taint. Um, how they see it. And so like, of course, if I'm like introducing Harry Potter or like we're introducing Harry Potter to Ami, um, that's totally fine <laughs> because... Yeah, because they, they know, know us and we're good. Exactly. And, we, and they, they know, know that we're how, smart how much how well it helped us, even yeah. if they don't totally get it. They yeah. understand that. And they like, think the they also there's had. there's also like the idea that I mean, this is kind of funny. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it before on the podcast, but because of our age difference, I read Twilight like right before oh Bayana did. And I was like, oh, Bayana, because we'd already kind of connected over Harry Potter and blah blah blah. I was like, you would really like these books. Like I read them and they just were like, I was just like Nah, but I think it's just because I'm too old yeah. now. Yeah, because um, I was, like, 15. So yeah. You were, like, 20-something. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, anyway, but I was like, yeah, you should read these. I think you'd like it. It's, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's cute, and I totally fantasy or whatever. Like, I'm going to the bookstore today. Yeah, and so then she read it. <laughs> so then she read it. And then at me, I'm like, whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, I might as well just finish it. And I got to the second book. And I think I called her, and I was like, no. And she was like, I already finished them. I finished all of them. She was like, I'm done. And I was like, 
what did I, what did I and I was And I was into Twilight for like a good two years. And then something happened and I, in my head, I like watched all the movies. I think I still have like mm-hmm. New Moon merchandise actually that oh I don't God. know where. I think <laughs> I had a calendar. I think I had a Twilight calendar. I don't know where it is. Anyway, I had like, I was into it. And then I started, I think I watched it again or I like read them again, either right before college or like why, like my first year of college. And I was like, Hell to the no. And like, so then my but, friend and I, and actually that was right, but that was like around the time when the last two movies were coming out. So like my friend and I went to see like the last movie just for like, cause we were both in that boat where we were like yeah. super into it. And then something snapped and we were like, actually this is a problem. And we were like, well, we have to finish it. And it was hilarious. Exactly. Anyway. But then I also think that there's like that fear. It's like, thank God you're you and you interrogate things and whatever. But like, how shitty would I have felt if I was like, oh, no. And then you're like, oh, no, I've read them all. I'm into it. And then, all, like, five years later, you're in an abusive relationship. Right. And you're like, but he <laughs> loves me. And I'm like, no! Because I didn't do my due diligence yeah. of, like, eh, it's a little cheesy. But, you know, yeah. she'll like, she'll like it. It's a good it's a good enough story right. for, for this me, time period. I, yeah, but for me, even if I read it the first time and I really like it, eventually I get to, like, eventually in my rereading, because I reread everything, mm-hmm. I get to the point where I'm like, mm, what's happening here? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, even for stuff I love still, like Harry yeah. Potter, for example, I'm like, mm, that's a little... Yeah, but that's why I'm saying I'm like, thank God yeah. you're you, because yeah. I could very easily see you it. Ru- you ruined... So, in a parallel universe, you've ruined me. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh yeah. totally happened. You're just like... I'm... Yeah, I'm You're like, he, he watches me when I sleep and I have to tell him, I tell, I call him when I get to school and I call him when I'm after every class and then I call him when I get home. And he yells at me Be- when I trip. Because I love, because he loves me. Because he loves me. Because Thanks, Robin. Love. Thanks, oh. Robin. You just ruined parallel me. Oh. Thanks. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> um, but that is very much, a, that's a real fear and we're at the point too where there are other books, there are other, like, there is this amazing woman, girl, I don't know, Kayla Thompson, she made this great app called We Read Too, and it will tell you books by um, authors of color with characters of color. You know, there's Daniel Jose Older, who makes these amazing stories. Like, there, there are places to go. Um, we, we, we don't really have these phenomenon books the way that we used to, and the ones that we do were like Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm about to though, once I actually get over my like anxiety <laughs> and get my book published and like do things. Anyway, that's coming in the future. Timey wimey, but um, <laughs> like shamelessly plug a book that I'm that, like super not confident about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm com- I'm confident enough for the both of us. Um, but I do think though that like even if like your book hits gangbusters or win I should say it it doesn't have I mean it it doesn't hold the same um place that Harry Potter did in terms of the fact that it was one of the it's the first first, it's literally why I want to write so like even (laughs) if my books cross fingers whatever gets to the level of Harry Potter Harry Potter is always a like above that because that's what inspired me to write it in the first place yeah like and and it's also like it's it was it's one of those books that grows up with you I don't mm-hmm. think that we we I, I can't really remember um any other book like this or series there, like no this other book that I read in high school 
like I might I may read Twilight again just for kicks but like and I don't throw away books like I still have <laughs> most of my books from unless I like, gave them away to my sister or the library um, which shade to the no. bo- shade to Bayana and her siblings and they're like unnecessary anyway of the I, don't, I don't like throw away books so I have a lot of books from like high school that I'll never open again I'll never read it again but I read them a bunch of times in high school or middle school or whatever but um but Harry Potter is the only book that I'm still like I'm going to I read it whenever like I'll still yeah and I think that the effect that these books have transformative really mm-hmm. um but also makes it very difficult it all just, I think it all just really comes back to this. It makes it very difficult to stomach this. Like, um, we talked about with, like, The Hunger Games. Like, when Rue, Rue is explicitly black. Mm-hmm. That whole, like, explicitly. Literally called black. Literally says it, has dark skin. Pretty, her hair might even be mentioned in it. Yeah, like, black. I was reading it and I was like, oh, tight. She's, like, prim, but she's black. Awesome. And yeah, and, like, there, there was this mo- moment in the movie when we see Rue, uh, who, shout out to Amanda Steinberg, who's amazing. I never amazing. liked Thresh, though, because it, um, is, um, it was very black brute-ish, the way yeah. he's portrayed, and that's why nobody was mad that he was black. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But anyway, so I'm watching The Hunger Games, and I'm like, oh, she's lighter than I would have thought. But also, Katniss is lighter than I thought, too, which I didn't see Katniss as black, per se, yeah. but I definitely didn't see her as, like, Jennifer Lawrence white. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, they're described as having, like, olive skin. I got skin over that and... only because Jennifer Lawrence is a, like, amazing actress. Yeah. So then I got over it. I was like, yeah. all right. I'm not um, mad. Like, I know. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, yeah. I was definitely, too, in the same of, like, Mm, that's weird. And to me, like, it doesn't even matter. She's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, and she is, she was very much, I think, maybe the best actress for the role. But the the pushback on on Rue was so, like, bizarre to me. Because yeah. I was like, so did you guys not read the book? Apparently or, not. like... People don't read, I'm convinced. I, yeah, I'm they like... They just skim or they ignore. They just block They didn't want to... They not want to... Yeah. And nope, she's like to me. But it's like, okay, but so imagine that feeling from the opposite side, duplicated over hundreds of years, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of years of our characters being, being whitewashed. Exactly. Our, all our, the Egyptian kings and queens or being... Or suddenly Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Cleopatra is Elizabeth Taylor. How? Why? For what? Where? In whose world? Hashtag, or not even hashtag, just like that new, that, that detective emoji with, yeah. the, with the spot out. What is it, the magnifying glass on his eye? The, um, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, so, I don't get it. And then we can even take it to, like, outside of historical fiction or fantasy or whatever. It's like Stonewall, um, which this is why I'm like, um, thank God that these movies are tanking now. Right. Like, they're the, the catalyst for the Stonewall riots was a black drag queen. Like, butch, thin, lesbians, like, it was, it was literally, when you read about, or when you hear about the Stonewall riots, it was diversity in action. Whitewashed. And not only whitewashed, but, like, cuts out a large population of, like, the gay population, which is, yeah, they might be white, but they're still diverse. Bears, otters, I mean, I'm not gonna get all deep into it, but, like, they're different, you know, there, there is something in, like, the male gay community like it's oh you're fat and hairy like we love you you have your own space um suffragette that's coming out it's like there are pictures of uh black suffragettes in, 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 in yeah. that time period 
Indian suffragettes in that time period in London standing next to these women from this movie, where are they in this movie? It's just like, I'm, I'm excited that we've gotten to this time period where like, we're no longer like just sitting back and being like, well, that's how it is. Right. Here comes another, you know, Hollywood, like whatever. But it it's damaging that like, let me just, I'm going to pull up the, um, I'm going to read the explanation of Hermione when we first meet her. Um, has anyone seen a tilt? Neville's lost what she said. She had a bossy sort of voice, lots of bushy brown hair, and rather large front teeth. That's it. That's literally... Shit, my hair is bushy. My hair stay bushy. <laughs> like, if that's the description you want to use. Yeah, I mean, like, there is nothing, like, and it's there's nothing in here that says, you know, anything about color. It's, 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 that's it. And yeah. you get, you get such an idea of who Hermione is without, in seven books, with that being her only description, her only descriptor. And even when we get to like the, um, Yule Ball, her bushy hair has been straightened and it looks like she like shrunk her teeth. That's it. Yeah. It's hair and teeth. That's it. And you can't say for someone like Joe, who has thought through every inch of this book, that that wasn't done for a reason. And I would like to think that that reason is so that we can keep this sense of you can connect to whoever you want to. Your, you, who you are has nothing to do with what you look like. Mm-hmm. Your abilities have nothing to do with what you look like. You can be a muggle-born black girl with dentists for parents and still be the brightest witch of your age. You can be a muggle-born Indian girl with dentists for parents and be the brightest witch of your age you can be et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. McGonagall is um, literally described as, <laughs> you've been stiff too. Anyway, she is described as a severe looking woman who is wearing square glasses, exactly the shape of the markings the cat had had around its eyes. She too was wearing a cloak, an emerald one. Her black hair drawn tight, Drawn into a tight bun. She looked distinctly ruffled. That's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's, there's so many, I don't know. There's just so, it's just great that you can like read whatever you want into it. And I think a part of it is, um, like thinking about ourselves and like how we've been conditioned and what we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just just kind of like interrogating your own thoughts and beliefs and like the way that you picture certain things in your head because of like what you've been told and um, what you've assumed and just figuring out why that is. And I think that like Harry Potter is a really good place to do that because um, like you were saying, like because Joe like leaves a lot of it open for interpretation. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's something to be said too about the intent behind the change in Lavender's casting in the movies um, the intent behind why these um, characterizations are very like left very open, mm-hmm. um, and you can go and look at other books, and like characters are just completely described. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have very limited room to you know like like I said like in the we Hunger know, Games we know what the fuck Voldemort looks like yeah like some like it's so it's, an, it's intentional the way that she describes these people like, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's something to say about the intent behind it. 
Um, I think it's important for us not to forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know whether we have any MVPs or people who lost. I think I do. Who lost, I, I do. MVP Joe for giving us the, um, just giving us these books, the autonomy or the, the agency to put ourselves into these characters yes. by not over describing them. And also for the cursed child and for the cursed child. And just, yeah. And just for being you yeah. just continue to be you benched Warner brothers because you didn't yeah. have to do it. And Bim. And Bim. I bench Bim. <laughs> Fuck Bim. It's like catching smoke with your bare hands. Uh, how do you catch smoke at all? You, you don't. don't. You don't do it. Whether you have on gloves, whether you have a neck. Uh, well, maybe in a jar you can... No. No. Mm. It's just air. You don't catch smoke at all. You can't do it. What the fuck, Bim? You're stupid. That's why it's very difficult. That's why it's like catching it with your bare hands. It's just like catching it, period. Why would you even try to catch smoke? Anyway, on Wednesday, we will resume our regular schedule and discuss Chapter 10, Halloween. Um, make sure to read and follow along. Join the conversation on Twitter, at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Website, blackgirlsnerdout.com. Submit to the Hogwarts BSU. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of things to say. Um, And time. And time. Uh, Continue the conversation with us. So we want to know your thoughts about race and Harry Potter and your thoughts about Harry Potter in general. So thank you guys. And we will talk to you next week with Chapter 10 Halloween. Yay. Trolls in the dungeons. (laughs) 